We are officially three quarters of the way into a year of the new gen platforms. How do you think it's going? And welcome to another edition of the Making Fun Podcast. My name is Casey Johnson, and alongside me, as always, he is my lifelong friend, my favorite bird at Raven Baby TV, Raven Stab Miller. Hey, Casey, how's it going? Tired. Yeah, tired. Real tired. Oh, I feel that. Well, I, you know, the thing is, I'm still hungover from this last weekend. Sure. Because I recorded with you last Thursday. Correct. Um, and then Friday just casually met a childhood hero. <laughs> Naturally, yeah. Um, and I'm proud to, to announce. I'm proud to announce that Tom Wopat has signed my copy of Dukes of Hazard: Return of the General Lee on PlayStation Two. <laughs> so wait, were, did they actually get brought on to do like voice work and stuff for? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The oh. entire everybody in the original cast who had not unfortunately passed away mm-hmm. um, were in the game. Oh, that's rad. Um, yeah, no, I mean it was the, it was the entire original cast for the most part, save for like two people. So sure. it was really cool. And yeah, no, there there's just been kinda, plenty of like movie adaptations that just don't have the original cast at all. It's just, yeah, it's like, and it's, especially in the case of Dukes of Hazard, we don't talk about that. <laughs> because no, okay, so they made a movie adaptation, okay, starring Sean William Scott, Johnny Knoxville, Jessica Simpson, Willie Nelson, Burt Reynolds, David Koechner was in it. It was it was like a really really star studded the the bad guy was James Roday aka Psych himself Sean Spencer okay um huh. but the thing about it is that and we kind of got into this last week but people have a different idea of what the Dukes of Hazard was as compared to what it actually was mm. where like it was funny and it was you know running from the cops and you know, all all racing and like, and uh, yeehaw, and everybody knows that. But like, really, when it came down to it, it was a show about people being good to other people and trying to make sure that everybody gets treated fairly. Mm-hmm. And it was very wholesome and. Um, the director and producer of the movie version was um, Jay Chandra's car, um, who you may know from his comedy troupe, Broken Lizard. So we're talking Beer Fest. We're talking Super Troopers. Mm-hmm. And that's about as far from wholesome family values as you could get. Then, right. then you factor in the fact that Bo is played by Stifler and... Um, Luke is played by Johnny Knoxville, who is currently 50 and producing another Jackass movie. (laughs) And you kind of, it very quickly gets away from the core of what it is. And I think the movie is funny. I think the movie 
if they had not put the name on it, right? Like if they had not put the Dukes of Hazard name on it and it had been more of like a funny, irreverent love letter to the wackiness that that show had a tendency to be at times. Mm-hmm then I think it would have been really good. But as it stands, with the name on it, it completely misses the mark. Okay, sure. Um, but I will say this, and I, I will say this publicly until I no longer have breath in my body, Tom Wopat was an absolute dream. <laughs> he good. was awesome. He And, you know, I think it says a lot about a celebrity, and I've said this a couple of times in the last week to various people. I think it says a lot about a celebrity, like bona fide celebrity, the, like, the star of one of the most successful television shows of all time. When he walks in and when he shakes your hand, he says, hi, I'm Tom. Yeah. Like, first of all, I am well aware... <laughs> We've been communicating for a bit, Tom. I know, I know who you are. Um, but I don't know. It shows a certain, like, humbleness. Yeah. That really... And then, you know, we just sat down and just, like, played music for a few hours in Matt's garage. <laughs> and I'm, the entire time, I'm, like, make I'm actively trying to drink it in because I'm like, oh, my... What is happening right now? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But um, Thursday evening... Uh, and this kind of segues into the whole what have we been playing thing, but uh, Thursday evening I, I got off of the call with you, and I just needed to shake out some jitters mm-hmm. because, like, the next two days were going to be very important to me. Oh, yeah. And I just got online and um, loaded up GTA online mm-hmm. uh, with my coworkers, and we just screwed around. And practice with Tom, did the same thing Friday night, and slept in on Saturday, and then just went and had just the best show. It was so much fun. I I mean, there were three acts, and I played drums for all three of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you were going nonstop all day. Uh, as, it, as it turned out. And we ended up, at the end of the night... And this was this just happened, but after expenses were taken care of, we were able to donate twenty two hundred dollars to the Wounded Warrior Project. Hell yeah, that's awesome! So yeah, it wor- it worked out. I'm glad that we were able to donate to to the cause like that. Mm-hmm. And like, there was some weird stuff happening the day of where some people anonymously, you know, you know what, you should not miss. Mm. By the fact that you don't live in Columbus anymore. What's that? Columbus Man. And it, the people out there who are listening don't know what Columbus Man is. Columbus Man is still a thing? Columbus Man is still very much a thing. Oh my god. And somebody anonymously submitted to Columbus Man um, that the show was a fraud and we were taking all of the money for ourselves. And so we like commented on it and we're like, here's our registration link, our official registration link through the Wounded Warrior Project. Next. Um, So it was it was really cool to just um, as as I said multiple times last week, and I think is slowly becoming my catch prize. It it was nice today to drop our hog onto the table (laughs) and just be like, here, here's two thousand bucks. Next. Yeah, Yeah. that's stupid. Um, God. 
I had a friend who was telling me about the new ramen place downtown in Columbus the other week. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I didn't know there was a new ramen place. That's kind of cool. And she goes, yeah, yeah, it's by the hot dog place. And I go, I'm sorry, the hot dog place? Yeah. Because, you know, I haven't lived in, I haven't lived there for, you know, going on seven years now. Six years. Yeah. Six or seven. Six, final answer. Um, and so it's like a lot of stuff has changed. And I'm like, what in the hell? But I think now that I think about it, the hot dog place is there beforehand, but I digress. Yeah, it's just a lot has changed. And I'm, it's unfortunate to hear that Columbus Man is not one of them. Yeah. God, yeah. I mean, I, well, I mean, while we're here, um, shameless shout out to my friends over at Special Dogs and more, Randy and Robin and Rachel and the entire family doing the Lord's work, making sure that those with developmental disabilities have training for oh. when they want to go into a real life workplace situation. Keep doing that. everything that you're doing. I love yeah. you guys. Shout out to you and guys. And dear God, your burgers are amazing. Thank you. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to town. Let's go. Oh my God. Straight up, dude. It's fire. Mm -hmm. And by that, and then like the fact that Lucas brothers is back and it's a, it's a good time to eat. Yeah, bro. They're in the Fair Oaks mall. Oh, rip. Uh, (laughs) now though, they, they have purchased and they're going to move into the old building where, uh, you remember shorties. Oh Yeah. Yeah, they're going to move into that building at Rip the beginning shorties. of next year. So, <laughs> no, um, just shorties closed. I know that. I, I, I now that I think about it, it closed like years ago. But yeah, but yeah, no. Lucas Brothers is back, and Special Dogs and More is awesome, and it's a good time to eat in Columbus, Indiana. And dear God, it's good time to be a gamer. What have you been playing? Ten minutes into the show. <laughs> Now that we've talked about, uh, now that we've had the idea so in our head that we should start a food podcast. And not, um, and not only that, I just want to point out, we see the metrics. We know that we're getting hits in other states. We yeah. know that some of you have no idea what we've been talking about for the last three or four minutes. And if you're but still thanks. here, please tell us who you are. Please. Mm. So I haven't played a lot, which is shocking. But I did do what I said I was going to do, and I started playing Persona 5 Royal. Man of your word. I have not had a huge chance to sit down and watch it just because I've been really busy this week. I had to drive to Indianapolis for work on Monday. By the time I got home, I didn't want to do anything. Not even like play a game like that. Because whenever I play Persona, I have to think a lot, and I don't want to do that. Um, so That's I haven't part of the it. reason I don't like turn-based. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I've only played you know an hour or two. I haven't even... like done my first bout of combat yet outside of the tutorial area. I've just been kind of watching the story and just kind of slowly going through it. Um, with that being said, I have been playing through an old DS game in my spare time in mm. Digimon World Dawn, which is just another turn-based RPG, but I just had the itch to play a Digimon game. <laughs> <laughs> but this one I don't have to think about. I just press the A button a lot and then it works, right? I'm not playing it on like ultra hard with only the first persona that you get that you're not supposed to use the entire game. Um, mm, whereas this mm, one, it's like you just have the team saying. of three and you kind of just keep going and just press the A button and it's fine. Teams so. of three, leave them be. That's what I say. Sure. Uh, so I played through that. It was only like five hours. Um, plus, I could play it while I sat at my desk uh, and then Emily could do something on the TV because I always feel a little bit bad taking away the TV from Emily to play Persona mm. for an ungodly amount of hours. Um, I am going to play some more tonight, though. But the most... <laughs> The most important thing that I did this week 
is that I watched a movie, which is a first for me. I don't oh, I don't watch wow. many movies. Yeah. Um I went I, I saw Space Jam a New Age. I saw the new hmm. Space Jam movie. I was pleasantly surprised with how much I enjoyed that movie. Yeah, it, I mean movies like that you just can't think. Yeah. I was like, oh god, this isn't gonna be amazing, right? Because like we 20 minutes in it's just throwing all these like oh yeah warner bros owns all these ips which is the entire premise of the movie right yeah so i don't know i just thought it was a fun movie and i was like wow i actually really enjoy this there's a lot of parts where i where i was like man i don't know if i like this because it's bad or because it's good and usually it was like because it was good so Hmm. i do recommend it for anybody who wants to watch it it's only like an hour and a half well worth Um, the time i think i i've i've watched two movies recently black widow Uh uh-huh I've heard that is the most average Marvel movie. It's like the baseline of okay. I, I thought it was excellent. Okay. Here, well, here's here's the thing about that. What do you expect? Mm-hmm. She does. She doesn't have powers. She does like it's Mission Impossible, and Black Widow is the star, and it excels in every way at that concept. Yeah. So like, I went in being like. Wow, this is going to be a fun action movie, and it was. Much like I went into F9, our dearest, lovely, newest Fast and the Furious movie, not having seen any of the previous ones, Who needs expecting them? a comedy, and that's what I got. <laughs> what? Oh, God. Listen, the, it, the, it's very in on its own joke. Yeah. Like through half of the movie, Tyrese's character keeps going. And why exactly are we not dead yet? Can somebody <laughs> explain to me why I've never been hit by a single one of these bullets? That's a good question. How are we still alive? And this is in the movie. <laughs> yeah, that's great. And so it's like, dude, if you just want to laugh for a couple of hours, watch F9. That's great. I might, I might have to. I, I watched like the second one, and then every couple years I'm like, "Oh, they're making another one." Just because yeah, they're like dude, those are the kind of movies that you don't have to think a lot about. You just sit down, and you're like, "Okay." Seriously, exactly. I think both Black Widow and um, and F9 are good for that purpose. Uh, mm-hmm. As far as me, I've been playing. Um, can, uh, listeners, can you tell we're a little bit lethargic? um it's all right this one's more laid back anyway so i've been i've been playing um so i played gta online started a brand new character because i started playing it on the xbox okay um, and so you're playing it on your are you playing it on your series x or your one i do not have a one anymore oh okay so how is it on the series x i mean it's gta like it the game came out in 2013 Like this is this is not going to show. It's an eight-year-old game. It's not going to show how much horsepower the series. Although I will say it doesn't take like eight minutes to load, which it does on last gen. So like, I guess that's a win. Um, Beat the adventure mode in um, Mario Golf Super Rush. Fun. Um, I got a stupid story. About how somehow golf ended up saving the world. <laughs> and it's what I expected because um, 
on Mario Tennis. It was a dumb story about how Mario Tennis saved the world. So, like... And this racket will pierce the heavens. Whoa! Exactly. <laughs> That's, that was pretty much it. Um, and then, past that, I've just been playing Minecraft with Nia. Just building our, you know, pinning in our villagers. Making sure that they don't keep disappearing on us. It's only a little and bit And trying to finish our treehouse. Pick up the pieces and build a treehouse. That's exciting, though. Any yeah. Anything fun that's happened outside of you corralling in a bunch of villagers lately? Not really. We only played for a couple of nights. Okay. So, you know... Ha- have your have your birds been yelling at you still? Or not yelling at you, but making no, no, creeper no, no. noises? No, we got them into an aviary. Oh, that's nice. Um, and, and when they're... It's weird. When they're away from the dogs, they're fine. Like, they're not super annoying. So I don't know if that... If How like weird. Around, yeah. Maybe they, maybe they just talk to each other while you're gone in, like, English. And then you come back, and then they're... Fanfic. Um, no, I mean, that's... Really, that's about it. I'm at that point now where I'm, like, going to choose my next game, and my next game is probably going to be finishing up the uh, the Ireland stuff in Valhalla, which I just completely um, ignored as soon as Ratchet and Clank came out. So I remember that came out, and I was like, yeah, let me play some Valhalla and, like, get back into it and do some stuff, and then I did some side quest stuff, and then I just turned it off. I don't know what it was. Yeah. It wasn't that I wasn't having fun. It was just a lot of other stuff was happening around the same time. So yeah, fair though, fair. Yeah, I'm excited for the uh, siege on Paris. I'm really looking forward to that. I've also not heard anything bad about Ireland stuff, so I'm interested to get into that at some point as well. It's kind of just there, right? Like it's yeah. more Valhalla. Yeah, exactly. So I want to talk a little bit about something that happened this week because I, I think it's funny. Okay. Um, and believe it or not, um, this has to do with video games. What? We've only Uh, spent 20 minutes of our video game podcast and not talked about video games in any capacity. Are you really sure that we should have restaurants in our hometown? Uh, no. So, uh, July 19th. This um, this report came out from Joe Scrabbles at uh, at IGN, oh. and it's going to segue us into our topic for the for the day. Nintendo says it has no plans to release another Switch model right now. Is the headline, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to read this. Nintendo has formally denied a report saying it would see increased profit margins with the new Switch OLED model. Also said it has no plans to release another model at this time as rumors of a Switch Pro continue to swirl. Last week, Bloomberg released a report saying that the OLED model cost Nintendo around $10 more to manufacture per unit than the original Switch. With a $50 price increase at retail, that would see a higher profit margin for the company. However, Nintendo's investor relations account today formally denied the report. The message read, A news report on July 15th, 2021 claimed that the profit margin in the Nintendo Switch OLED model would increase compared to the Nintendo Switch. To ensure correct understanding among our investors and customers, we want to make clear that the claim is incorrect. Now, Raven, I, I'm going to stop there before we get to, to the real 
mm-hmm. to the real crux of this. Because can we talk about the fact that Nintendo just responded to a rumor? Yeah. No, that's crazy. Nobody ever responds to rumors. They just like let them let them die. But out of anybody, Nintendo is usually the ones who do, but not often at all. See, I man, I would say the exact opposite. I would say Nintendo is the one who is least likely to respond to rumors. Hmm. I mean, every once in a while, Doug Bowser will throw out a like, and we're really happy with this model of the Switch or whatever. Sure. But like, but, you know, I think PlayStation and Microsoft both are going to have more cases where it's like, we read this and it's false. Nintendo just kind of lets it die on the vine, like you said. Just so weird. But they followed up that tweet with this tweet, which is what I want to get into a little bit. We also want to clarify that we just announced... (laughs) Sorry. No, No, it's just just funny the way they phrased it. We also want to clarify that we just announced that Nintendo Switch OLED model will launch in October 2021 and have no plans for launching any other model at this time. I like the phrase just announced. They're like, hey, we just announced something. You ingrates can go buy this or you, you don't. Congratulations. Stop bugging us. Yeah, exactly. It's so funny to me. That this, and I, you know, I said last week, and I still think that this is true. There are two things happening at Nintendo right now. One of them is the next gen Switch Mm -hmm. that's in development. Whatever that ends up being. Right. Although, if it's not a direct follow-up to the Switch, I think Nintendo's, like, the stupid... Yeah, they're shooting themselves in the foot. Um, So let's just assume that it's, for lack of a better term, we'll call it the Switch 2. And then there's also this, um, this Switch OLED model, and according to the rumors, because rumors are ill-informed at at their base. Mm-hmm. Right? So, like, at some point during the grapevine, those just became mm-hmm. the same thing. Yeah. So, I'm pretty solidly sure at this point that there's no real Switch Pro, and now Nintendo has officially confirmed that there is no Switch Pro. Right. Which, thank God (laughs) that we can all just shut up about this now. We won't, but yes. But it got me to thinking, Raven. Yeah. That means that, because, you know, you you generally want to do this kind of a topic at six months. Or, you know, at, at one of those nice round numbers. It, it's been about 10 months. So, yeah. not perfect. Yeah. Nobody's but perfect. You live I, and learn it. This was the perfect opportunity, I feel, to say, you know what? 
we are f- now firmly entrenched in next gen. Mm-hmm. What is now becoming current gen. That's weird to think about. And at this point, I consider it an arguably three-man race. <laughs> because the Switch is the Switch, right? Now, we know now that Nintendo is probably going to keep with their method of releasing, like, their new thing halfway through the current thing. Right. Which, As they have ought to do for the past however many years. Exactly. So, the Switch is the Switch. The Switch is selling tremendously well. The Switch has a new, relatively inconsequential model coming out. But for me, the um, the next-gen race, as it were, the next-gen competition, now comes down to two... Until last week. Mm -hmm. And now I think it comes down to three different companies. Obviously, those companies being the the Sony and their PlayStation 5, Microsoft and their Xbox Series consoles, um, and the Intellivision Amico. (laughs) (laughs) Not this again. No, 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 no. Uh, No, obviously the Steam Deck. Yep. And I think let's uh, let's start with the old the the most recent conversation that we've had. Let, let's talk about the Steam Deck just a little bit. Um, obviously, I don't want to get into it too much because we spent an hour doing that last week. But <laughs> if you missed that episode, make sure you go and check it out. Here's here's the first thing that I need to ask you. Realistically. What do you think, what impact do you think the Steam Deck actually has on the console market? A lot. Um, do, do you think that's being over or undersold at this point? I think it's being slightly oversold, right? I think that the Steam Deck is amazing for people who want to get into the PC game ecospace, but can't afford a nice gaming rig, if that makes sense. So, like, my desktop computer, for reference, when I built it four years ago, was $1,500, $1,200, and I didn't buy a graphics card. The graphics card I've bought since then was $700 at retail. So, my computer is about two grand, roughly, of parts that I bought at various points. That's a hard pill for a lot of people to swallow who are are just using it occasionally, right? Yeah. Um, If it wasn't my hobby, I'd go, why the hell do people want to spend so much money on this? Um, but the steam deck at $400 or $500 even, I think is a really, really good, just jump into it. It's a good jump off point, you know? Um, yeah, hundred percent. It makes it, it's, it is the, the performance that you get for the price is great. And also it's portable. So you don't have to have monitors or anything. You can play it exclusively handheld. Or if you already have or kind of in the ecosystem of having a Steam desktop computer, then you can hook it up to a monitor every once in a while when you're somewhere else. Um, 
Yeah, I, I think it may be a little bit overhyped. I'm still concerned about a couple of things, mostly just battery life performance and how the how it actually feels to play in your hands. Um, so, so all of the big things. Yeah, the, the three things that you hear most people t- are concerned about, right? Performance, battery life, uh, wire the joysticks on the farthest out point that they possibly could be, but uh, or the buttons, I should say, are. But otherwise, I think this is, if, if all three of those are alleviated with like some sort of like all right to good um, proposition. I think that this could be one of the best um, introduction to video games that a lot of people can have, right? Because you could even give this, let's say, let's say you don't want to spend a whole lot of money on a, on a desktop computer for your kid, but you know, they want to play some games, but you also know that you want it to just be a general house computer or just a computer for them to use with a monitor instead of buying them a whole windows operating system, you get them this and then they can play games, but also you're probably going to be able to restrict time through their steam account. And then outside of that, they can just use it as a desktop interface because again, that's what it's designed for. Yeah. I think you bring up a really good point with the idea that not only is this a great entry level gaming system, this is a great entry level computer. Yes. Full stop. Absolutely. And, I think in the, what I will call the Microsoft Surface generation, Mm -hmm. where things like the Microsoft Surface is happening, and then there's like, there's like the iPad Pro and the Galaxy Tab Pro Mm -hmm. that like are really meant to be the halfway point between tablet and computer. Yeah. This really is the best of both worlds. Yes. And so it's a great thing to have in the house, period. It reminds me, obviously this is not going to affect the sales to as much of a degree as the example that I'm using, but it reminds me of when like PS2 sold through the roof because it was the best DVD player you could buy. Mm -hmm. And oh, it also plays games. Yeah. A lot of people are like, oh, yeah, PS2 is the best-selling console. And a lot of people also forget that you could play DVDs on it. Yeah. And it was just like, because, you know, you could buy a DVD player for 75 bucks, or you could buy a PS2 for however much, 250 300 probably. Mm-hmm. Or probably even and less than at, that I if mean, it was comparable. I mean, at the time, with how new DVDs were, I believe PS2 was actually really competitively priced. I believe it was more like 150 to 200 I could be oh, wrong wow. about that. Yeah, sure. Um, because keep in mind, it's like the DVD player of that time was the 4K Blu-ray player of right now. So like people, this was your best option for that. And I think in this case, we're looking at something that is their best option for this particular spot in the household from a Gaming perspective, how do you feel like this is going to disrupt specifically the gaming industry side of it, though? If we're only talking about gaming, mm-hmm. how, I guess, how much of a grenade in the middle 
of the the crowded room do you think that this is going to end up being? So there's a couple really important points to realize just how much the Steam Deck kind of just jumped over everything here. So first and foremost, me personally, and a lot of people that I know, whenever we get our Steam Decks, are going to stop buying indie games on our Switches, right? That was the entire draw of indie games on the Switch, was that the Switch is portable. Now I can buy it on Steam. I can play it either at my computer or on the Steam Deck. And on top of that, um, sorry, uh, my phone buzzed and I checked the message. Um, On top of that, Steam sales are such a common and abundant thing that happen. You can get them just for so much cheaper. Um, so that's the main thing, right? It's going to take away a lot of the indie market from the switch to this because people are going to be able to play it on either, either their PC or on the steam deck, as well as playing, getting them for a lot cheaper. Um, Mm. And or take that market from any other console. Exactly. That's kind of what I was getting into next as well. Exactly. It's just the closest comparison is the switch, but also that was just the comparison for me, right? Because I, whenever I buy an indie game, if I don't see myself needing a keyboard and mouse to play it, I'll get it on the switch if it's available. Otherwise I get it on my PC just because that's, I I have those options. I don't usually get uh, indie games for my my PlayStation unless it's only on that. Um, moving forward from that too is that the other main thing people are just gonna want to play triple a games on the go that's really the biggest thing here right we have the amazing form factor of the switch being portable and also the ability to play pretty much any game mobily right so you can play your control on the go even though it doesn't look amazing you can play um, and not stream it and not stream it. You don't have to stream it. You can stream it, which will and help help the quality of the game because it's rendering on a home computer, but you don't have to stream it, which is important. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn can now be played on the go. All this fun stuff. And on top of that, even, with everything being on the go, it's just like... I lost my train of thought. <laughs> God, I am so out of the loop. But... Yeah, I mean, that's just the main thing, right? This thing is portable. It is throwing a big wrench in every every AAA game that's released on multiple platforms now suddenly has to be like, oh no, now they can get it portably and they can play it on the go. We're gonna, this is gonna eat into our share of the market, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's kind of crazy to think about because it is the perfect everything console. You mm-hmm. get, you know, your Steam library. And again, the thing that people aren't talking about the most concerning this is the fact that it's not just the Steam library. Yeah. You can download the Epic Games Store and Microsoft Microsoft Game Pass. You can get Game Pass. Another thing that a lot of people are talking about, this is going to be the perfect emulation thing, probably. Uh, Mm -hmm. Being able to play like Dolphin, playing the Dolphin emulator, playing GBA emulator, playing all these emulators are going to be super easy. 
especially because steam on desktop has a really easy way of integrating links to software that you can run just by clicking a button. I would not be surprised if we saw the same functionality on the steam deck. And so you can just go to your like custom installed software in the steam OS portion and go, I want to play MGBA and then it pulls up a screen and then you can interface with that using the uh, touchscreen and the two uh, mouse pads on either side. Right. And I mean, besides the fact that, and again, this isn't, this isn't optimized for this, but you could even strip it down and install windows. Exactly. So like, I mean, this could be whatever you want it to be. And steam is encouraging other people to make the, um, competitors to their thing. Yeah. <laughs> really well, at the end of the day. And that's exactly what they did with the, uh, the steam box as well from a while ago. The main thing of the main difference here, of course, we have to remember the steam box was a big hunk of metal that sat in front of your TV. This is like a nice little handheld thing, which is going to make it sell a lot better than the steam box did. I think we talked about that last week, but yeah. And you know, having reserved one, this mm-hmm. has a place in my living room to the point to the you know what I need to I just need to cut I just need I just need to cut the cord I need to rip off the band-aid mm-hmm. I will no longer be purchasing the KFC console <gasps> But you can fry chicken when you play, Casey. First of all, it's a warmer. Just to keep your already fried chicken warm. (laughs) But no, like, in all seriousness, this takes the place of what I wanted that for. Because I was, you know, on top of the fact that I was just saying that I had that. (laughs) I, like... I was just, I the, want, I don't, I, I want to be able to play games on a PC. I mm-hmm. want to be, I want to take advantage of the Steam sales. And I don't, I don't want to sit at my computer and play them. I, I, I want my comfy chair and my big TV. And, I, and this is going to allow me to do that. Yep. No, I think this is perfect, right? Because you can just grab a cable and then da-da-da-da, it's plugged into your it's plugged into your TV and then you just grab a Bluetooth controller, which everybody has thousands of, and you just hook it up and then you're good. Right. You can even have like a, just a general Xbox controller hooked up to it from the sound of it. I'm much of the same way, which is why I don't play a whole lot of PC games, even though I like it. Uh, I will sit down and play PC games from time to time, but I'll usually look and see if it's on consoles first before I take the plunge Uh, for the record. That is the important part, which we'll get to in a second. Mm -hmm. For the record, I didn't get a chance to put a reservation down for a Steam Deck, uh, mostly because I'm saving for a wedding and $500 is a lot of money for that I could put to that. Mm. So I also I did try. I was at lunch and I like and you text me like, oh, yeah, it's a thing. I was like, oh, yeah. And so I like went to go try and check out and I had the checkout button and I was like, okay. And so I pressed checkout and then I did nothing and I pressed it two more times and nothing happened. And I was like, okay, that's a sign from the universe to tell me not to buy this right now. Right. Because I have plenty of other ways to play it. I, I, I do plan on picking one up at some point once my finances are a little bit more in line. But mm-hmm. as of now, I got to save five digits worth of money to 
have a big fancy party. Yeah. It'll be fun. Um, so. But you mentioned something that low key, I think is the wildest part about this. Mm -hmm. You said, well, Hey, I always check consoles first. Yeah. I now, obviously, obviously I'm still going to play a lot on my next gen consoles Mm -hmm. and on my Nintendo switch, but this is now making me think, well, wh- what platform do I want to buy these games on? Mm-hmm. And merely giving me that thought in my head speaks to how colossal this is. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, and those, and those are the just, thoughts that I've had. Mind. Yeah, those are the thoughts that I've had even for how the four years that I've had my Switch. It's mm-hmm. like, do I want to be able to play it at my desk and have high quality? Do I just want to play it on the go? Usually I want to play it on the go, right? Especially whenever I was in my undergraduate program because I could bring my Switch with me on the bus and just sit down on the bus seat and play my Switch for the usual 25 to 30 minutes it took me to get the bus home. Yeah. And so it was like I killed an hour every day just on my Switch, roughly an hour. Uh, just by playing games on my switch. So the portability was really, really important to me now that I'm now that I don't go to school anymore and I don't take the public bus system as much as I should. It's less about that and more of just like a, I like my chair I have at my desk, but sitting at my desk for too long reminds me of what I do at work and I don't like that feeling. So I like just sitting on the couch. Plus it gives me an ability to, you know, hang out on the couch with my fiance and, Enjoy quality time touching feet on the couch and stuff like that, uh, which is also why I really like console games. That, that may have come out a little wrong. No, it's totally fine. We, all we do is touch feet. Okay, got She's it. really into feet. What can I say? <laughs> she, she almost got up to hit me. I could tell it in her eyes. <laughs> For the record, Emily despises feet, uh, as I think most people do. But if you don't, that's also okay. Live your best life as long as it doesn't harm somebody else. But so my thing has always just been getting a way to play mm, games on the TV. Hell, I have a Steam link that allows me to play my games on my TV, my PC games on my TV, because it's just easier for me to share my hobby and just sit down and play it at the at my uh, on my couch. Also, I Casey has seen me trying to sit down in a chair for an extended period of time. Uh, sitting in chairs is not something I'm very good at. Mm. All I do is uh, wriggle and move, and over the course of 20 minutes, I am slowly starting to sit on my back and like doing a squat in my chair. It's really bad. Like my posture is like almost as bad as like the Wow guy from uh, South Park. Where he's just like laid back and he's carpal tunnel thing. And so being sitting on the couch is more comfortable to me. Um, With that being said, usually whenever I play games with my friends, I'll play. Usually we all have steam in common. So that's what I play it. So I'll play for, you know, a couple hours every day. In fact, I I know I said earlier that I was going to be playing some Persona 5 after we're done recording, but that was incorrect. I'm actually playing Pokemon D&D here in about half an hour. So. Mm. 
And that's something that's right. And that's what I use my computer for. It's more of just like a way for me to get together with my friends. But whenever I'm actually sitting down to play a game, it's always on my couch. Uh, because it's more comfortable to sit in my sofa for eight hours than it is for me to sit in my nice desk chair for eight hours. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, it, you know, it remains to be seen exactly how this is going to work, what the Steam Deck is going to do. But we have a little bit <clears throat> of a better idea between mm. the two big ones. Of exactly how this is going. So let's talk a little bit. Firstly, because I think it's the more boring discussion, ironically, Mm -hmm. about PlayStation. Mm -hmm. How do you feel right now that PlayStation is handling next gen? I think PlayStation's doing well. I think that right now PlayStation's lineup of next-gen games is pretty stellar overall. Um, And that isn't just to say that the games they have out now, even though they're two home runs. um, I'm not saying that it's just those two are the reason it's good, but knowing what's coming, right? We have Horizon Forbidden West by the end of the year. We have God of War Ragnarok by next year at some point. Deathloop! Deathloop's also coming out in a month and a half, I think September uh, something. It, it, it got, did it get pushed back again? It may have. I don't remember which one. Something got delayed again, but yeah, death loop is an exclusive that comes out to PlayStation this year's was still this year, which still looks really, really fun. Right. Um, so with that being said, everything looks really great for it, but, and the two games that we've seen have already uh, three. We'll count Astro's player because I think Astro's player is a really good, experience for a couple mm-hmm. of hours um i'm really thinking that they did their launch exceptionally well if i had to, if i if if i do say so myself where I, do you think their launch ranks in terms of the launches ever i th- mm. so if we're talking about just in general i think Mm. it's hard to say i i would say like my knee-jerk reaction was like oh it did better than the switch but like not really because most anybody can find a game to play on the playstation 5 you know right anybody could go out and like okay even if i don't have a ps5 i can go buy this ps4 game and play it on my ps5 that isn't something that we were able to do on the switch you kind of had to wait you know there was there was the months that i had whenever i got my switch that was just like a okay and now we wait after I beat Breath of the Wild. I'm like, cool. Now we wait for the next game to come out whenever that is. Mm-hmm. You know, I would I had played through. Oh, what was it? Uh, no More Heroes, which was a roguelike that they had released right whenever that game right, came out. Right, I remember that. Which was which is good in its own right. I think it was a really neat game. Um, every time I think about it, I'm like, I should play that again. And then I don't. Um, but quickly, you know, we started seeing the indie games come through and stuff, but it didn't have that launch library that the PlayStation currently has mm. not, and not even that Xbox currently has. So I, I would say that overall, I, I think that the PlayStation five launch is, I would probably say it's better than the PS4 launch at least. Um, in terms of sales, certainly that's one thing yeah. that we definitely need to, to bring up is that it is outselling the PlayStation four. 
Oh, by, absolutely. By leaps and bounds. Mm-hmm. Now, some of that is because of scalpers. Absolutely. Damn scalpers. Don't be a scalper. And some of that is because of bots. Mm-hmm. But I think it's while we're taking that into account, mm-hmm. and I, I've, I've said this before, but I think it, it goes, it bears repeating. Um, yes, it is true that a lot of that is true, but the only reason that the scalpers are doing so well right now is because of the fact that there's a bunch of people out there who want them who can't get to them. Mm-hmm. So in my personal estimation a scalped notch in the you know uh, uh, you know if we're looking down like the the tally marks of how many PlayStation has sold mm-hmm. a scalped one roughly equates to one that would have been purchased anyway do do you think that's fair to say mhm I would agree. Yeah, I think that's pretty fair to say. Obviously, it's not one-to-one. Right. But there's a lot of people out there that want them that can't get to them. I hear from it. I hear about it every day. hmm So, I think some people are having a tendency to over-emphasize that particular portion of it. So PlayStation is obviously doing incredibly well from a sales perspective, from a perspective of fan support. Microsoft's an interesting one. Let's talk about that. Sure. Because Microsoft, it's safe to say... didn't have quite still in high demand, still flying off the shelves, the metaphorical shelves, but didn't have quite the launch, especially quite the successful launch that PlayStation did. Right. It hasn't been quite the same situation for them. So, in your own words, how do you think Microsoft has done this first, let's call it, three quarters of a year of support? I think they've done a good job. I, and for as weird as it sounds for mostly the same reasons that PlayStation has been doing a good job, right at launch, they had a very impressive library of games that people could play just out of the box, right? Because they're like, okay, cool. We have game pass and you can play your Xbox one games on it. Perfect. Great. You can play your original Xbox games if you want, um, which really helps sell those initial prices, especially for people who are already in the ecosystem. The, the biggest issue that Microsoft had coming out of the gate was just that it, the horizon of games was kind of lackluster, was kind of lackluster. And the game that they were going to have out at launch got pushed back. 
I, I, I can almost guarantee that we wouldn't be seeing Xbox Series S's lying around right now if they were, if Halo was out right now. If the new Halo game was out, I don't think we'd be seeing Xbox Series S's currently. And I think that when Halo Infinite does come out, you will see them all fly off the shelves. Absolutely. I 100% agree. The, the, the biggest the literal problem. shelves that they're yeah. sitting on right now. Yeah, exactly. It's just the the main. They just didn't have a way. People weren't like, okay, cool. So for me, right? I was like, oh, maybe I'll pick up a Series S. And then I started thinking about it. Be like, okay, so why would I get a Series S? What do I, as a person, need it for? And it's like, okay, I kind of want to play through the old Fable games because mm. I have Game Pass, right? So having Game Pass on my desk, uh, my home TV, would be great. I think it'd be great to have Game Pass on there but there aren't really any Xbox exclusive games out at this exact moment that I'm like dying to get my hands on, you know? And even if they are, most of them are coming to game pass on day one on my computer, mm-hmm. which is great. Even though I don't play game pass games, I still give them my $10 a month because I think it's a wonderful idea. And at some point, whenever I do inevitably cave and get an Xbox series, whatever, because I really just want to play the fable games on my console it'll I'll probably bump it up to the ultimate subscription and continue to give them more money so I can play it on one or the other. Right. But how much of this discussion has, how much say in this discussion does game pass have? Because yes, game pass bridges over between PC and, console but you said yourself a little bit earlier a lot of people just aren't gonna do that a lot of people aren't going to go and buy a pc Mm -hmm. so how much how much respect do we have to give game pass in this discussion a lot. <laughs> Game Pass is the reason to own an Xbox, in my opinion, right? Even if you're like, oh, I want it for Halo. Well, it's going to be on Game Pass. And, you know, you can just have Game a Game Pass subscription and also also have Halo for like however long, right? And not to mention that if you have a Game Pass subscription, you can also buy Xbox games for cheaper generally right it's not Mm. like oh every once in a while playstation plus members get a better sale on games no it's just like xbox game pass holders can just buy games for cheaper so xbox game pass is doing a lot of heavy lifting on their current generation of consoles and i just think that's how i mean that's just how it is right so if you if this one if a person is in front of you Mm. and this one person has the ability to get any of the three that we've talked about, Mm -hmm. which one at this exact moment do you suggest that they get between a steam deck, a PS five and an Xbox series X. Correct. Mm. If you want the versatility to play games on the go and you want a collection to 
one, the lar- if you want access to the largest library of games anywhere, and if you also want the flexibility of downloading things that aren't just video games to it, I think the Steam Deck is probably the best choice overall for that. And, you know, I'm going on about all these features that are amazing and are the biggest sellers of it, but I really do think the Steam Deck is one of the coolest in, in, in iterations of a game console in a while. It took what's great about the Switch, and then we're like, yeah, let's do that, but also give them access to a PC library and give them 780p. Um, but if you're like, I don't see myself ever playing a game on mobile, if I see myself just using it as just a console, I, I think PlayStation is just, the the exclusives that they have are just better, in my opinion. They're better and they're more abundant. However, if you're wanting to save some money and get the best service in gaming, an Xbox Series S is the way to go. Snap reaction, it goes Steam Deck, PlayStation, Xbox, with a heavy emphasis on the Steam Deck because I think it's one of the coolest ideas in a long time. Mm. But if you want an exclusive couch experience and you want to get the best performing hardware for your for your dollar with the most interesting exclusives, it's going to have to go to PlayStation. But if we're taking into account what we saw from Microsoft at E3, Mm-hmm. Right, and all of the plans that they have for, let's say, 2022 and 2023. Not taking into account right now, but take, but taking into account the forecast. Does the forecast of what 2022 and 2023 look like for Microsoft change anything on your end? So so let's compare what we know right now, right? So on for 2022 and 2023, the only game that we have confirmed coming out either of those years on PlayStation's end that's like a really big one is God of War Ragnarok, right? Am mm. I mistaken? Um I feel like there's something else. But but I think that's all that's been officially announced, right? We can go into speculation that like, oh, next Spider-Man game is going to come out in 2023, right? We can make speculations like that all the day. But for games that we know are coming out, right, it's just God of War Ragnarok. But, you know, we're getting Forza expansions on Microsoft's side. We're getting Halo Infinite's coming out early next year. We're getting Fable in the next couple of years, right? With, we have Starfield coming out, whatever the hell that's going to end up being. We have Elder Scrolls 6 that they've confirmed that they're, yes, we're working on it. Um, if those aren't coming out in the next couple of years, but I assume that we're going to hear a lot more about those in the coming years than we're going to hear about what PlayStation's up to because PlayStation kind of shot everything out that they had like a glass can of like, yeah, look at everything we got coming out in this next year. It's all our big IPs. We're like, yeah, that's great. But Xbox is like, okay, you know, our, our launch wasn't amazing, but we're really going to solidify the next couple of years and just release Starfield one year and then Elder Scrolls six, the next, and just keep going mm. on like that. Uh, I, I think that as time goes on, we might see Xbox pulling away a little bit, but not like drastically, drastically dragging Sony behind them. I think it's going to be pretty even for a while, which I think is good because that really lets up a good amount of competition. Now, here's the ironic thing to me. 
is that to me it changes everything Mm -hmm. but not in the way that you would expect sure what they have coming out for the next couple of years makes me think that you are shooting yourself in the foot if you don't have something that can play all of these Microsoft games. And for that reason, I would suggest the Steam Deck. Mm -hmm. Because the Steam Deck is going to be able to download and play PC games through Microsoft Game Pass. Yes, that's correct. The, the biggest issue with that is that Microsoft's been pretty smart about what games are releasing for PC Game Pass, and you won't be able to play some titles, right? Like right now, I have PC Game... I have Game Pass for my... I have, I have Game Pass, but I can't play any of the Fable games because I have Game Pass for PC, and you can only pay it remotely through consoles. I can't actually just play it on my computer. Um, but... But whether or not you have to pay for it, Because notice, you know, it's not even necessarily, oh, these are all coming out on Game Pass. That's a plus. Yeah. But are you going to be able to, like, are you going to be able to pay for Halo Mm. Infinite on PC? Mm -hmm. That's a good point. Yeah. So as far as just the library... And the store that's going to be available to you, to me, it's Steam Deck. Yeah, I could see that. I definitely think Steam Deck's the way to go, and I don't know how close it really is. But it's pretty great. (laughs) Now, final question. Yes. Who would have thought two weeks ago that this would be the answer to this question. <laughs> if you told me two weeks ago that Steam was going to release a Switch that also had an OS front on it, I would have laughed at you in your face. Mm-hmm. But here we are. Because for years, this was just... Wouldn't it be cool if... Yeah. And now it's like... Happening. Like, it is a thing. And and you're getting I, one. I just can't wait to break it all down with you. Yeah, it's going to be great. I can't wait to break down with you. Get boogie woogie. Jump on Moving the floor. Moving past that. Um, get boogie woogie woogie till we just can't boogie no more. Raven, other than what you're doing right now, any parting thoughts? Boogie! No, I got nothing. I, I just have the uh, the Wii game Boogie, the theme song for that, stuck in my head right now. Mm. Please okay. tell me I'm not the only one who remembers that game. I mean, I remember it. Okay. 
just have the I just have the theme stuck in my head from the commercials. That's all. Yeah, I mean, overall, if you're looking to buy one of these three, I would try to buy <laughs> A, good luck. B, don't pay for scalper prices. And C, Steam Deck. Uh, that's really where it's at. And, and we could also, you know, very well be wrong that Game Pass won't be able to be downloaded onto the Steam Deck because we have to remember that all of Game Pass is through the Microsoft app, which we might not see put onto Steam OS. But you can always that, put Windows on it and just go crazy. That's also true. That is also very, very true. Raven, tell everybody where they can find us. You can find us over on Twitter and Facebook at Making Fun Pod if you want to follow us for any updates on the podcast proper. If you want to follow Casey's updates in his world of drumming for various famous country music singers, you can find him over on Twitter and Instagram at Casey on Camera. If you want to watch me post about sold at a hair. <laughs> if you want to watch me post about absolutely nothing on Twitter, you can find me at Ravy Baby TV. And until next time, Casey. See, I, I, I surprised uh, the, you with it. You didn't know you were going to do that part. And so no, I didn't. So you just kind of went into your intro, your outro, rather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we will I see did. you next week. <laughs> and until then, go out and brighten someone's day.